Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Pixel Swim podcast. This is the podcast where we take a dive into design and technology and where they meet, plus other little tidbits I find interesting. My name is Steve Heinrich, the host. This episode is being recorded and will be released on Thursday, July 5th, 2018. Uh, if you want to follow along, visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes, uh, which will include all the links for the show. And uh, also on pixelswim.com, you can find all of the social media links, uh, mostly Twitter and Google+. <laughs> That's where I am primarily. So yeah, check that out. And yeah, let's just dive in to uh, some weekly links and notes and feedback like I usually start. Uh, I usually just call it notes and feedback, but you, uh, sometimes I share articles that I, th- I found that I found interesting are, you know, little posts, blog posts or anything along those lines. So uh, the first one that I found this week that I wanted to share, I thought was kind of interesting, kind of goes into the world of design and technology. The crossover between the two is this uh, article on Medium. Medium is a, a great uh, resource for anyone to kind of post their blogs and thoughts, but a lot of uh, design and also technology brands kind of use medium as a place to put all of their, you know, the kind of their case studies and, and thoughts and, and, and ideas and stuff like that. So anyway, I, this was on medium and it's by a place called rethought. I'm not sure. I didn't look into that too much, but uh, the article is entitled backspace rethought. And so I'm guessing rethought is, you know, that's what they do is they rethink. Anyway, so this kind of goes into the idea of the on-screen keyboard and the backspace button that is included on that. And so basically it goes over the options that we have these days and it kind of suggests another option (laughs) on top of these two. So right now we've got the tap for backspace. So we're, we're talking about the backspace key on the keyboard and they've got tap these days still, obviously. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, and then there's also hold. And so basically tap and hold are the two options you have for the backspace key these days and tap, obviously one at a time, uh, you backspace characters and then hold, you can delete a bunch of characters at a time, uh, much faster and quicker, uh, without having to tap a bunch of times. So what they're suggesting here, and they kind of laid it out in a few animated GIFs on their post here, is the drag option. So there is tap, hold, and then they suggest drag. And so you can get a really good idea of what they kind of mean uh, in these example images that they have on their post. And essentially, you can see like you, they're, they suggest adding the the kind of, you know, rethinking it and adding the option to drag the or kind of a tap and hold and drag the backspace key to delete characters or, you know, words at a time. And it's a really interesting idea. It really opens up what you can do with the backspace option. And so they also show it an example where they are deleting an entire paragraph. And so essentially they're moving around the backspace button on the keyboard, just kind of floating over the keyboard, you know, tap and hold and float it and kind of decide it to kind of, you know, whatever, you, whichever direction you're moving it, it will delete the text in accordingly. And so you really check out the show notes link for this because it's a really kind of difficult to explain. So basically, uh, if you have a paragraph of text, you can press and hold the backspace key and kind of drag it to sort of select what you want to delete. 
So again, just check it out in the show notes. I thought it was kind of an interesting idea, kind of, a, you know, a crossover between design and technology. So, you know, and the keyboard on the uh, on-screen keyboards on devices are definitely, you know, they're super useful and it's kind of cool, you know, a cool idea to have this sort of thing implemented. So uh, check that out in the show notes. Okay, so the other thing that I found this week, uh, just a real quick one here, uh, though I'm sure it'll turn out to be <laughs> more than more than more time than I think. Anyway, uh, Microsoft is planning to, uh, they I guess they teased the Outlook Outlook.com having a dark mode, so the web version of Outlook uh, currently ha- doesn't have a uh, dark mode. But the if you go to this article, which is on the Verge. Uh, entitled Microsoft teases new outlook.com dark mode <laughs> appropriately enough. So yeah, it looks kind of interesting. It's such a, it's a very interesting tweet that they link to. And so if you check out the image, uh, it, it looks like there's some sort of Halloween theme that they've, they've given an example of here, but it's basically it turns outlook.com uh, dark, you know, it's got in this example, it's got, you know, a little bit of Halloween decor, but yeah, I think it's a, I mean, dark modes are, I, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, we, <laughs> I think uh, white and and lighter colors have their place and I don't think there's anything wrong with them. But for tools and things that we use every day, like email, I think it's a great idea to implement a dark mode because of the amount of light that we take in with our eyes, you know, constantly looking at screens and, and, and all of that all day long, you know, especially in an email client like Outlook. Uh, even though this, this is just the web version, but uh, it's, it's always, I think it's a great idea because it definitely decreases strain on the eyes, you know, uh, and, and it looks nice, you know, I mean, it's just the dark modes always kind of lend kind of a cool looking design uh, element to them. And they're definitely super useful uh, visually and just, you know, uh, physically, physically for your eyes, it's a lot easier, you know, um, as much as the the filters on your screen, you know, that the the kind of night modes that Windows 10 and, and a lot of devices offer these days, you know, eliminating the the blue color in the screen, you know, after a certain amount of t- after, you know, at night so you can get to sleep easier and all that. But a dark mode kind of really takes that to the next level and, and eliminates most of the light that's being pushed into your eyeballs. So yeah, very cool Outlook's doing this. Uh, I've always liked their their improvements upon Outlook.com, and it's it, they've been doing a really great job lately, I feel like. So check out that link to that in the show notes. Again, that's to a Verge article. And it's just a simple example, but it's just, an, you know, so you can get an idea of kind of how it would work, you know, uh, as far as all the elements on the screen. Uh, it's not always, I feel like there's so many things to take into account when making a dark mode or, or things that sometimes you wouldn't think about when creating a dark mode. So I can understand why sometimes it takes the developers a little while to create a dark mode because of all of the, the elements in the UI that need to be taken into consideration. And so, yeah, it's it's cool that they're they're working towards that. So again, check out the show notes for the article. Okay, so just a little bit of feedback after the last episode. Talked to Mike Latori on Twitter quite a bit. He uh, started off with feedback uh, from the last episode because I had mentioned I got the Moto X4 uh, and I wasn't sure. I was talking with Noah, my guest, last time, and 
we weren't sure or I couldn't <laughs> tell him for sure if the Moto X4 worked on Google's Project Fi service, uh, cellular service. Uh, and Mike clarified that, yeah, it does. Uh, so I have the the Moto X4 and I'm going to get into a lot <laughs> of that in a minute here. But I the factory unlock version from Motorola does work on Project Fi. So that is good news. So thanks, Mike, for pointing that out and for all the other conversation on Twitter this week. So, all right. So that leads me into a couple of main topics that I want to talk about. The very first one, which I have I've uh, never done a review, <laughs> a full review of a of a device. Uh, so I don't know how this is going to go. But I did get the Moto X4, like I mentioned last time, and I kind of wanted to go over my thoughts and everything about it. So yeah, the Motorola Moto X4, I purchased it uh, last week. Was it last week or the week before? I don't know. I've had it for a little while now. And so I just wanted to kind of go over my experiences with it, uh, run down a little bit about it. Uh, I did, like I said, I got the Motorola uh, Lenovo quote unquote version uh, from the the version, the unlocked factory unlock version uh, directly from Motorola. I did buy it at Best Buy. It was on sale for $299. So I did mention that I kind of splurged on that. I had just sold a bunch of devices. So yeah, the reason I mentioned too that it's the just factory unlock version is because there's a an Android One version out there as well. So this is not the Android One version, although I have looked at in the past getting the Android One version because of the updates. But with that mentioned, the updates, it actually came out of the box. So with uh, 8.1.0 right out of the box. So uh, I'm not sure what this device started with, but I'm guessing this one is fairly recently manufactured if it's coming out of the box with 8.1. So uh, the only it did do it. It did have an update. Uh, I don't remember what security version it was on, but it did the update bumped it up to the May 2018 security update. So after that was after I booted up and powered on it, downloaded that and installed it. And so, yeah, it's still on that, uh, even though we're into July now. <laughs> so we'll see when the if and when the June security or July security or whatever the next security update is going to be for this. So. One of the main reasons that I kind of went for this Moto X4 was because I've been, uh, I know I've mentioned the Moto G third generation in uh, a lot of the episodes. He has my, one of my favorite devices that I've ever had. So I've, you know, since that device and I kind of decided to move on from that device, I've been looking for something to replace it. So I've gone through a plethora of devices, uh, trying to find something that would just kind of replace it, you know, be the phone that I don't really think about too much. So uh, and that that I can just use and it can be dependable and just good overall, you know, and, and not doesn't have to be necessarily crazy, you know, crazy flagship level or anything like that. But because I had sold all these devices and I had, you know, the funds in, in reserve for my next device, I decided that I would just I would go and get a new device. And I decided on the X4 was on sale. It's, I had looked at it in the past, so I just went and got it. So uh, but like I said, I was, you know, because it's something that I was looking for to replace the Moto G third generation, I just decided to go with this Moto Motorola device, which is is, is an obvious upgrade, a big time upgrade uh, compared to the Motorola or the, the Moto G third gen. So yeah, it's got, you know, a lot of the things that the third gen had, but just on a much higher spec level, you know, much higher specs. So 
Uh, just the, the first thing, and again, I mentioned this in the, my, when I suggested YouTube, um, when I suggested my favorite YouTube reviewers, that uh, there was a couple that specifically go over these speakers. And so I will say that the speaker is definitely better than the Moto G third generation. So it's, it's a mono speaker coming out of the earpiece on the device, much like Moto has been doing lately in the last few uh, generations. But uh, with that said, the speaker isn't necessarily better than the, the Moto E4 Plus that I had. Actually, the Moto E4 Plus, I think, had a better speaker on it, which is uh, interesting. But if you kind of look at it, because this device is uh, certified waterproof with a, an IP67 dust and waterproof rating, the speaker on it is kind of not eh, the speaker on the Moto E4 Plus kind of was gosh how do I explain it? it is it was a little concave I guess there was it was embedded a little bit below the display this one on the Moto X4 is pretty much flush with the display and I'm guessing that's part of the IP67 uh, waterproofing and uh, part of the design for that so uh, the speaker isn't doesn't have as much fidelity as the Moto uh, E4 Plus, but it still sounds really good for what it is. Not as good, but it's still a very good speaker. So that's <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why I got the device is because the speaker is pretty good. And so I like to listen to podcasts and stuff. So the speaker works really well uh, for that. But with that said, let's go over a few of the other specs of this. So this is, like I said, the uh, factory unlock version from Motorola. And this phone originally, I guess, came out in August of 2017. So it's not the newest device, but, you know, so it's, it's coming up on a year old. But to me, that's that's really not an issue at all. So. All right. So the display is a 5.2 inch uh, IPS display. So uh, I like AMOLED displays, but I really don't mind the IPS LCD. I actually find that I kind of prefer the IPS LCDs just because of the consistency. I'm not a huge like it needs to, you know, pop. I want my colors to be, you know, blinding me with amazingness. You know, I just I want a good functional display. And this one is really good uh, as far as the the color reproduction. And I mean, Motorola offers a color mode option with a vivid color, or just kind of standard color. And so it's on the vivid color modes, which kind of makes all of the the colors pop a bit more, which and I've just left it on that. It looks really nice. It's, a, you know, a bit different from the kind of washed out <laughs> Moto G third gen and some other IPS displays that I've seen. But uh, it's it looks really nice. And I think they're really, you know, I think IPS displays these days, they're really trying to push them and make them more AMOLED like. And this definitely is on par with with that obviously it's not exactly amoled because the blacks aren't you know super black or anything like that but uh, it looks good so i can't complain it's a 1080 by 1920 screen with the 16 9 uh, aspect ratio which it works fine just for me that's the thing about this is the the size of it is just a little bit bigger than the moto g third generation so the pocketability and in hand is 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 pretty good uh it's thinner it's nice and thin uh, and so it's it's just easy to carry around. I don't have to worry too much about it uh, as far as, you know, jamming it in my pockets or, you know, uh, it's not clunky in any way, I wouldn't say by any means. So the, it's a nice tight design. And so when I say that, uh, if you look at the Moto G5 Plus, uh, I would say the design isn't 
as tight. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it doesn't seem like they tried to compact as much as they did with this Moto X4. The Moto X4 looks like everything they included on it is very compact within the design itself. It seems to me like on something like a Moto G5 Plus that uh, they've added a little extra space. It just seems like there's a little extra space considering everything that's on the device, uh, like around the the earphone piece uh, with all the bezels and stuff like that. It just seems a little like they didn't push push things as much as they could have with uh, as far as the device being compact. So not to say that I'm I'm against bezels or anything like that, but uh, I feel like the few of the Moto display. Yeah, I th- think about it like uh, with the Google Pixel, the original Google Pixel, there was a big chin on the bottom uh, that felt like it shouldn't have been there. And that's kind of how I feel when I look at the Moto G5 Plus. And so when I, uh, but this Moto X4 kind of everything's a bit more compact and the sizing and the body feels like like it's the the size that it should be. So the device comes with a Qualcomm Snapdragon 630, which for me was actually quite a big upgrade coming from a lot of Snapdragon 400 series devices. So it's, it's amazing the difference. So, uh, you know, it's said a lot these days that it doesn't make too much of a difference between the, the, you know, the processors, it's hard to find a bad phone, but there is like being on this Snapdragon 630 coming from the 400 series on a bunch of different devices like the Q6 and the E4 and stuff like that. It's a huge, huge difference between them, uh, in my opinion. Uh, this thing to me flies and I've, I've you know, I've, I've had experience with uh, I think the last 800 series I had experience with was the 821 on the LG G5. I think that's what's on there. Uh, But either way, it feels very similar to that. And I think one of the biggest things for me when upgrading to this uh, to to this X4 was uh, one of the big apps that I always had a ton of lag in on uh, uh, Snapdragon 400 series processors was Google Maps. And so when I using Google Maps on this X4 is is almost night and day (laughs) compared to those 400 series uh, phones. And so it's, it's, to me, it's, it's a huge upgrade. Uh, and a part of the reason why I wanted to get my hands on the Moto X4. So I'm super uh, thrilled and, and happy with the processing and, and the day to day and the moving around the the OS and stuff like that. It's, it's been really great. So it, yeah, it, it, it that 630 chip is, is, <laughs> that's good, good enough for me. Plus, you know, it still has that power efficiency to it so and the gpu is an arduino 508 which i don't really play many games so i'm not too concerned about that i know it plays into the animations and stuff but i don't notice anything uh the internal storage is 32 gigabytes which for me is plenty i've kind of come to the conclusion that a total of 64 gigabyte storage on a device is perfect for me so which uh lets me put my you know offline music collection and also install the apps that I would need, and also have plenty of room left to take pictures and videos and stuff like that. So uh, 32 on, on board storage is good. And then it also has a micro SD card slot and uh, up to 256 gigabytes, which I put a 64 gigabyte in there. So I'm well over what I need. Uh, and I just put it, all the media goes on to 
the SD card. So that works for me just right. Uh, it's three gigabytes of RAM. Uh, the one thing I did note, I have noticed about the X4 is, and I actually watched a review video where they, this was compared to another device. I don't remember what it was, but but the X4 kind of struggled with multitasking because uh, it seems like it's pretty aggressive in the background with closing apps uh, that are open in the background. And I have noticed that is kind of a an, an issue, I guess you would call it. It's not a, the biggest thing, you know, for me. I'm not too concerned about it, but definitely apps in the background seem to get killed off pretty quickly, uh, even if you just had them open like a minute ago. You know, um, I noticed that they do have to kind of reopen and resume uh, where they were at. So uh, just keep that in mind, I guess, if you're <laughs> looking at this device. I don't know how many people will be, but it's something that I definitely noticed. So definitely jump into the battery optimization settings and, you know, unoptimize all of the apps that you use regularly, because I noticed it was kicking, you know, taking, you know, kicking out my podcast app and Pandora and stuff like that when it really shouldn't have been, you know, I, I pause Pandora <laughs> for, you know, because I need to go do something and I come back, you know, a couple minutes later and, you know, the the uh, notification uh controls are gone you know it's basically kicked kicked it out of memory so uh something to keep in mind uh like i said there's a solution of unoptimizing apps so i already spoke about the speakers a little bit it does have a 3.5 millimeter head jack which is another big thing for me i don't have any bluetooth headphones so uh i you know it's one of those things i really just haven't gotten around to kind of looking into and uh, i am interested in it but i just my wired headphones work for me so all right, so the, the one of the bigger things about the device that I really wanted to get <laughs> or part of the reason why I went for it was because of the the camera setup. So it's got a dual camera setup on the back. Uh, one of them is a 12 megapixel regular camera. So I'm not going to really go into the f-stop stuff or the f over 2.0 stuff because I'm honestly, I don't I don't fully understand that stuff yet. So it's something that I've you know, meant, been meaning to kind of look into, but uh, just know that the main camera is a 12 megapixel. There's a secondary camera that's an eight megapixel camera, but it's a wide angle lens, which is a huge deal for me. I really love that feature. And it was definitely one of the big things that's always kind of kept the X4 in the back of my mind as far as uh, potentially getting it. So, and the front has a 16 megapixel camera which is crazy. But, you know, for those times, my wife and I actually take a lot of uh, pictures to send to family uh, for, you know, holidays and, and birthdays and stuff like that. So a good selfie camera actually comes in handy quite often. So uh, yeah, definitely. And there's a flash on the front as well. On the back, there is a dual LED flash on the main cameras which is nice. It gets a nice uh, coloring to your photos that are in the dark. So it's not just a, a bright whitish blue <laughs> uh, spotlight, you know, so it's got a nice, nice flash. So and overall, the photos have been really great. So I, I can't complain, you know, about the photo quality. Uh, it's right up there, or I should say it's better than the Moto G third gen. Uh, although some I would say that it does tend to sharpen quite a bit. Uh, more so than the Moto G third gen did. The, the one thing that I loved about the Moto G third gen's camera, which was also the sensor that was on the Nexus 6, 
is it they're just the photos were just a little bit more pure a little more natural looking you know not overly sharpened or anything like that so this camera definitely on the x4 kind of over sharpens a little bit more than i'd like but i uh the results are still really nice i actually took the camera out for a day uh, i went to the uh, kpmg us or no not us <laughs> the kpmg pga women's pga championship and so uh, it's a you know professional women's golf tournament and so i brought the x4 with me because i wanted a phone with a decent battery life which i'll get to that in a minute uh and so the camera performed well so yeah i took a few good shots with it definitely loved having the wide angle camera uh you get so much more in the shot uh so much more context and uh you know all the other modes on the camera were pretty nice too i haven't tried out the portrait mode option yet uh, i haven't seen or read good things about it yet uh or i should say i have i haven't read or, or seen anything good about it so uh we'll see when i try that i'm not sure when i'll do that maybe this weekend i'll try and do that and give that a test run but it's also got a fingerprint scanner on the front of it which i actually like it on the front uh, i tend to leave my phone resting on you know laying down on my desk most of the day so it's nice to just be able to you know, pop your finger on there <laughs> and it's open and ready to go. So there's the, here's the thing is that Moto with the sensor on the front, they also they give you the option in, in their Moto Actions app to use that as the navigation control for the device. Uh, and this is something that I've done in the past with the Moto E4 Plus. Um, basically, you can swipe around the swipe and tap the fingerprint sensor on the front to kind of navigate around the OS and, uh, you know, swipe left for back, swipe right for multitasking, tap to go home, press and hold to turn off, press and hold extra longer to open up the assistant. Uh, those are basically the, base, the basic options for it. But, uh, you know, I kind of noticed that I uh, use them for multitasking. Uh, it's a, it's great to have the the swiping option with that. And because basically you take away the on-screen controls, you get a little more real estate for your apps and, and all that stuff. But uh, I've decided to kind of to not use that on here uh, because I've noticed that on uh, multitasking, uh, swiping, you know how you can quickly switch between apps by just double tapping the multitasking button to kind of switch between apps very quickly. I noticed that I use that quite a bit. And so double swiping to the right <laughs> isn't exactly very quick. And so uh, I kind of like just having the option to tap very quickly. I, th I feel like the on screen buttons actually I kind of are more intuitive for me. And so especially like in the car or something, swiping isn't always the easiest thing to do on the tiny little fingerprint sensor. You know, it's not as is uh, forgiving, I should say. And sometimes it doesn't register. Sometimes the fingerprint sensor is, uh, you know, full of gunk and, and thing, you know, oils and stuff for my hands. So uh, not always the best option. So I'm leaving the on screen buttons on, even though there's it is a good option. Uh, I definitely suggest trying it out. You get it super easy to get used to and almost feels better in some cases. So this device has a 3000 milliamp hour battery. Now, this is one thing about it that I was kind of a little bit weary about because I had actually been, you know, because I had come from the Moto E4 Plus, which has a 5000 milliamp hour battery, you know, massive and won't die kind of a thing and i was actually looking at the blackberry motion as well which yeah kind of isn't too dissimilar from the specs of this device bar the cameras and so 
the 3000 milliamp hour battery has proved to be pretty good. Uh, in the first couple days, you know, it was easily over six hours of screen on time. And that's one of my things that I are kind of on my checklist. You know, it's got a lot if it has a 3000 milliamp hour battery or less, you know, it's got to have at least some good screen on time. And I have to be able to easily get through a fairly heavy day. And so when I was out at the golf tournament uh, last Friday, it was easy to get through the entire day. So no problems there. And and I also got a quick, it has quick charge. And so it charges up really fast. And I also got a quick charger for the car too. Uh, this is USB type C, which is really nice. And so it can quick charge in the car. So I, there was no issues. You know, I didn't have to worry about taking a battery pack with me or anything like that to, to charge it up. So it made it easily through the day and I was there for a long time. So battery life really good. Uh, like I said, that Snapdragon 630 kind of lends to that. You know, it's a 1080p screen. It's not a 4K. So, you know, it's not pushing as much as it uh, might on some other devices. So in uh, to accompany it, because the it is glass front and back, it doesn't have G charging. So I'm not sure glass on the back, <laughs> you know, uh, I thought with this trend, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to it a little bit. And so but it does mean that I would never use it without a case on. Uh, I mean, it would take, you know, <laughs> they've talked about this on PSC, you know, like at night, just take the case off and enjoy it, you know, kind of a thing. I, I just leave the case on all the time, but I would never use it without a case. So when I got the device, I wanted to make sure that I could find, you know, locally because I bought it locally. I wanted to get a case as well. So I did find a case for uh, $19.99. It was at Target, which is a department store here. And it was the Incipio NGP Pure case. So it's just kind of a, you know, flexible kind of TPU-ish case, but it's super grippy. Uh, and it was it's it's clear, but it's the one that I got was a kind of a smoke looking one. So it's not 100 percent clear. So it kind of it's see through, but it actually kind of adds a little bit of darkness as well. So it looks it looks pretty it looked pretty good on there. Uh, super grippy. Uh, the one thing about it is slipping it in and, in and out of the pocket of my pocket wasn't isn't ex wasn't exactly the easiest thing to do, uh, surprisingly. <laughs> and uh, on our side tables for uh, for next to our bed, my wife and I uh, there, we actually have a, a piece of plastic on the top of them and to for protective, uh, protective plastic. And so when you put the phone on it, in the morning, I noticed I basically have to peel the device off of the plastic. So it's that grippy. I mean, it's it's super good. Like if it's on a surface, you put it on a surface, you could, you know, put you try and move the device around. It's very difficult. It doesn't slide around almost at all. So which is good, but uh, not, you know, not my favorite thing, because I do want to be able to slide it in and out of my pocket without pulling out the entire pocket every time, which happened a few times uh, with uh, this Incipio case, which I'll, I'll put a link to that um, in the show notes. But I also got the Spigen Rugged, Rugged Armor case, which is my very first Spigen case. And this is the TPU case, matte black, uh, with a little bit of carbon fiber on the top and the bottom on the back, but uh, it fits really nice. Uh, it's remind it's very similar to a lot of TPU cases that I've had in the past, uh, especially the brand Distronic. I don't know if you've ever had one of those, but uh, it's very similar to that as far as the the look of it uh, on the front. So it's just a nice matte black TPU case, and it works super well. So basically, it slides around a little bit better, you know, uh, for pulling in and out of the pocket. 
And it looks really great. Definitely can suggest Spigen. I know Steve Litchfield has talked a lot about Spigen. I think he's kind of in their boat these days. And so it's definitely a good case. I'm uh, I'd still on the device. I haven't taken it off since I got it in after I bought it because uh, I did have to order that online. But and I'll put a lo- uh, link to that as well in the show notes. So, yeah, uh, it, it's been really great <laughs> so far. I've, I've really been enjoying it as far as the functionality of it. But now I will admit I am getting a little bit bored <laughs> with the Motorola experience. Uh, I do like Motorola because of the features that they include, which, uh, I, you know, some of my favorites are the the chop chop for the flashlight, which I used to use all the time. And uh, I find myself just kind of doing it now <laughs> just to do it uh, because I can. But it, it is a really nice feature. And they, they, they have a lot of moto actions because essentially you're getting a vanilla version of Android with, uh, you know, just a few Motorola features thrown in on top and which you can access through a Moto app on the device and turn on and off and all the settings and stuff. So it's definitely a reason I stick with Motorola s- still. But uh, like I said, I'm just, you know, being kind of a phone geek, I, you know, I like to test things out and and see you know, new things and try new things. And uh, this just feels like a Motorola device. They definitely are, are consistent. I'll give them that. But uh, I am getting a little <laughs> a little bored with it. But, you know, uh, it works. And so I'm happy and grateful for that. But yeah, definitely thumbs up on the Moto X4. If you can get it on a good deal, uh, it's a great device. That wide angle camera, I can't tout it enough. It's just a nice feature to have. So super happy to have the device and um, I'm not sure how long I'll hang on to it, but uh, so far it's been pretty good. Uh, the one thing too about it that's a, a little bit negative for me is that the earpiece during phone calls isn't necessarily the loudest. And so the, it is a little bit of a struggle. You know, it can be a little bit of a struggle if you're in a noisy area to hear uh, the caller on the other end. So I do use my phones for calling. So that's for me, that's a that's a thing I, I take into account. So overall, it's it's a, it's definitely a Motorola device. If you've had a Motorola device in the past, uh, in the recent, you know, last few years, uh, this will be super familiar. Uh, that's the one thing I guess I can say about it. It's super familiar, easy to get around because I'm, you know, all these features and stuff I've dealt with in the past, and uh, it's easy to pick up and just keep going. You know, uh, with the newest version of Android. Overall, definitely recommend the X4. Check it out. Uh, I'll put a link to the cases that I got and the specs in the show notes so you can uh, see that for yourself. All right, so let's wrap up for this week. I appreciate you tuning in again. Uh, I was going to get to something else this week, but I'm kind of going over my half hour solo show. So uh, next week, I'll be talking a little bit about about my I finally, finally. And if you've been listening for a long time, uh, you know that uh, I was looking at password managers. And so I finally have moved everything into NPass. And so next week, I'll probably go into that uh, and, and my experience with that. So uh, make sure to tune in for that. If you were following along with that, I know I kind of dropped off after I think I talked about it for a couple episodes and then never really got back to it. But I finally got back to it uh, because my wife was actually the other day looking for a password for something. And I was, you know, not at home 
And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know where it is. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not at home, that kind of thing. So I decided to uh, yesterday on the 4th of July here in the U.S. day off. So decided to push and move everything into NPASS. Uh, so next week, I'll talk about that. And yeah, just uh, visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes. I appreciate you tuning in again. Uh, any feedback is always appreciated. Thank you for listening as usual. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. So have a great night or afternoon or dusk or dawn or evening or afternoon. Uh, did I say afternoon already? I'm not sure, but whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>